Welcome to the Tailgate Talk. I am your host, Rex Harrison, and this is college football week number 13, and our Thanksgiving special show. It's a combo show. I am here with my boy live. He's home for Thanksgiving break from law school. Nick Wright, how's it going, buddy? It's going all right. It's going all right. Just all right? Yeah, not good, but all right. (laughs) The next few days will be going better. Yeah, I was about to say, you got to be happy to be home for Thanksgiving break, spend some time with some with family, have a couple drinks, enjoy yourself, relax, not have the stresses of law school for a little bit. I'm, I'm, I'm just letting you know early in this episode, I, I'm nervous about the Virginia Tech UVA game, so it's actually been eating away at me all week. So, yeah, so you're kind of on the edge a little bit. Yes. <laughs> I, I'm sure we'll get into it. Well, how do you think I feel? Ohio but, State, Michigan. Well, I guess I guess that's a more important And game. I was about to say, that that has a lot, a lot more on the line than the Tech UVA game. Wait. wait. Maybe not personally, but in the grand scheme of things for the college football playoff. If Ohio State loses that game, uh, are they still in the, uh, do they still go to the Big Ten Championship? Yes. yes. Oh, okay. But right. who cares? It's playoffs are bust, and we're leaning on the bust side right now, but if we have any hope, we have to win, obviously, the last two games. We'll talk about that. Anyways, uh, last week was our tailgate <laughs> boys bye week. <coughs> Pick that week because there was absolutely nothing going on. It was all terrible games. It's absolutely horrible. Everybody was playing Mercer or Louisiana Monroe or somebody just terrible like that. Or JMU. Haha. Punch it myself. <laughs> Even though JMU didn't play anybody, they won and they're still undefeated. Number one team in the nation, baby. Oh, um, guess who they beat? They beat you, the Richmond Spiders. Oh, I didn't even think about that. This was a perfect opportunity for me to talk shit to you, and I didn't take advantage of it. I don't care. Our team is terrible. Actually, I looked it up. You, yeah, Richmond's not terrible. I've, I haven't been to a single game. We've lost like five games this year, but every game except one, we like we got blown out by Sam Houston. Every other game, we've lost by less than four points. Really? Yeah. That's pretty impressive. So you guys are kind of like the Redskins. Like, you're actually good, but you keep losing games with, like, the last minute and shit like that. Exactly. I, and it, it has been last minute losses. I'm really glad I'm not super into it because it would have been a rough year to be. Have you been to any Richmond games at Richmond? No, but I walk around the football stadium every day to go to class. <laughs> okay, I guess that, I guess that counts. Um, anyways, so like I said, we're just going to be progressive on the show. We're going to dive forward to this week. There's so much. It's Thanksgiving. It's rivalry. Oh my God, rival week! Rival week! Rivalry week, guys! <laughs> oh, like I have a speech impediment or some shit. It's, it's rivalry. Tough to, it's tough to say. I guess it is. It is that it would not be a good word to go around telling people that have uh, trouble with their R's, anyways. Wh- wh- absolutely. Which game is the Red River rivalry? Because that's got to be the t- most toughest one to say. Uh, I think that is o- Oklahoma, Oklahoma, Texas, and Texas. No, that's the Cotton Bowl. So is the Red River rivalry? <laughs> Jesus. I think it is Texas. Cause I, think, I, I think you're right. I think, I think there's a river. I think there's a river that separates um, Oklahoma from Texas. Is it the Red River? I don't know. Somebody with a speech impediment. I mean, they better not like either of those teams or live around that river. <laughs> <laughs> They'll be fucked for life. It is the South, so I'm sure there is someone with a speech impediment. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so we're, like I said, we're going to be progressive. We're going to move on, move forward. There's too much to talk about this week. We don't want to be nostalgic and talk about all this stuff. No, no, no. Fuck that. I want to be. I want to be regressive. Let's just go back. <laughs> Let's go back in time. You sound like a conservative. Back when America was great again. Let's be regressive <laughs> on this show. No, America already is great again now. Oh, that's true. Right. We're anyway, we're good. We're good. We're good now. We're good. Okay, so I'm just going to talk about a few headlines to cover that have been in the recent news. Number one, what do you think about Chip Kelly? Uh, they announced now from, I guess, inside sources that he's narrowed it down to UCLA or Florida. He met with UCLA last night. It wasn't in Los Angeles. Uh, I don't know where the site was, but UCLA at Florida. Before I even dive into it, if you're Chip Kelly, one, you'd have to gain 300 pounds, and two, tomorrow will be your favorite holiday. But if you were Chip Kelly, who would you pick, UCLA or Florida? Uh, before I even get into it, I just like how like secretive these coaching searches become. Whether people don't know if they're they're they meeting details, they're meeting in undisclosed locations and all of this stuff. I just I just love it. Like in a basement, like alleyway, like in some random city. They're they're meeting in like private jets and they have the meeting like while they're flying. Like I just think it's awesome. <laughs> but it sounds like politics. It really basically is. is. It is. There's a lot of money and power involved in this. Exactly. But, uh, UCLA, I think, is kind of weird. I know it's because, you know, he's from the West Coast and has a bunch of recruiting places down there. He's probably got, you know, a bunch of uh, connections in that area. I don't even know if he's from the West Coast because his first head coaching job, I believe, was at Maine, which is a Division One AA. So I don't know if that had any tie of him being the, the East Coast. I know, obviously, you're talking about Oregon. Yeah. 
but I don't know if he's from the West Coast. So that might play a factor too. I don't I don't know where he's from. I just don't think UCLA is that good of a job. I think Florida's top top ten, maybe top five jobs, and UCLA is eh. I don't think Florida's a top five job because apparently their facilities are not very good. Gainesville's not that appealing compared to Beverly Hills. Okay, top ten. Maybe. But I don't know. Compared to UCLA? Well, the only thing that that gives me a great cloud about UCLA is, like, I look at that as a basketball school. I don't look at that as a football school, and I don't want to be the head coach of a program that gets overshadowed by other program right here, not only inside your own school, but down the street with Southern Cal. It's two programs you're getting overshadowed by. And two NFL teams. Yeah. So, I don't know. Like, I personally wouldn't go to UCLA because of what I just said. And also, here's another thing, too, is apparently um, Chip Kelly is friends with Phil Knight, who obviously owns Nike. They're really close, like, you know, from being at Oregon. UCLA isn't a Nike school, is it? UCLA just got a huge Under Armour contract. So would he, like, go behind his back? Or would Phil Knight even care? Would you care? I don't think I would care that much. Probably not at this point. Like, at this point, yeah, same. Like, okay, you did so much for Oregon and for Nike, you know, really. Because Oregon, Chip Kelly turned the whole program around to a, at the time, a top 10 program to go to for a substantial amount of time. I mean, they were the Clouds Football National Championship contenders with Mariota and even before that with Dennis Dixon and all them, you know, for years. I'd say a 10-year run, pretty much. So, I don't know. I mean, but if that, that's just something funny to think about, though, you know? Man, could you imagine him in the SEC East with all those other terrible coaches? Yeah, I mean, they definitely, Florida would definitely turn that program around pretty quick because they've and they, they, they recruited defense so well with uh, McElroy and Muschamp before that that they have the talent on the defensive side, obviously. And the hole that they've been missing for, what, like seven, eight years now, or ever since Urban left, has been they can't move the ball. Meyer, Muschamp, McElwain, they had to get off the M's, man. They had to get right. off the M's get the right. Kellys. <laughs> but, yeah, I agree. I, I, that would be cool to see, you know, George is on the uptick now with uh, Kirby Smart. Yeah. And then, then you'd have maybe Chip Kelly at Florida. I think that would be so really – that would be making the SEC East great again. I think it's good for college football in general. I do too. And I, I would just when those big programs are good. I, I do too, and I would just you know I feel bad for the rest of the SEC East because they're just going to get shat on by two really good pro- historically good programs with two, two good coaches. Right. Exactly. Who, who doesn't have trouble recruiting as it is, and if you bring in a you know a coach that's that good, it's just going to make it even better. But I guess there is a question mark at Tennessee. True, but apparently, like that's like a nix for him. Like there's like he's absolutely not going there. But if Gruden goes there, could you imagine Gruden, Kirby Smart, and Chip Kelly all on one side? Is that one of your headlines that you have to talk about? No, I wasn't going to talk about that because I just feel like that's fake news. It is. <laughs> like fake. I just feel like it's a hundred percent not real. How do we even know that he would be good at college? I don't know. I don't know. I, it's it's a it's a valid point. It, coaching in the NFL and coaching in college and I love is extremely Green. different because you're dealing with eighteen year old kids. You're dealing with academics. You're dealing Boosters. with yeah alumni, NCAA violations. The NFL head coaching job is much more lax when it comes to outside things like that. Obviously, a little bit probably more pressure because obviously the NFL brings in more media and money and has more hype to it. But with in regards to the players, you're dealing with men, and this is a professional job you don't have to deal with ncaa sanctions and all that shit so i don't know that's a good point i don't how would he handle the 18 year old kids but he does he's been doing those gruden camps with the kids graduating and all that stuff and he's successful that that i don't think that is a direct correlation but something to think about um speaking of coaching carousel uh pj uh, fleck just got an extension at uh minnesota in 2023 I just think he's a really good coach, and I wanted him out of the Big Ten, and now he just got an extension. But I know, like, legal-wise, that doesn't uh, necessarily mean a lot, correct? I mean, I guess you'd have to look at the contract, but... Yeah, the contract, they can leave basically whenever they want or get fired, but it, what happens is there's, like, a buyout that the school, the other school who's hired them has to pay. Right. And well, that, that can be changed depending on whether the person, why the person left, if they were fired for cause, and all kinds of shit. So, yeah, it would right. depend on the contract. But I'm sure if they signed him through 2023, that is it five years? That's a substantial amount of money another school would have to pay to get him out right. of there. So, but in saying that, if he's going to leave there, that means, one, I think he's going to be successful because they they're, they're having a pretty decent season as it is. You know, that's clear with an extension because it's his first year. And he did great at Western Michigan. I think he's going to be a high upper-end coach. And is it really a big deal for some of those major programs to buy him out? Depends. No. I mean, like, LSU has has cash problems, but uh, Texas A&M could buy Jimbo Fisher out of his contract. So right. I think it depends on the individual school. And who knows, if he wants to go somewhere really bad, he could even waive that money. So it all depends That's on true. the situation. That's true. Um, Where's he from? Do you know? 
know. I just know that he, I know he's from California, actually. He was a receiver in California, not at Cal. And then he went to, he went to like, uh, some, some like decent, like, like middle of the road program played. And he actually played receiver in the NFL for a little bit. So maybe West Coast. I guess we'll see in the future, but maybe like we're saying, like even though his past two jobs or current job and last job have been in kind of the Midwest, who knows? Maybe he might go to the West Coast and be in a pack. Yeah, and you also just don't know with that. I know that with some people that plays a huge role, like where I was from, or like like I think with Harbaugh, like I think he takes that job so seriously at Michigan and just thinks that's so prestigious because that's where he played and he his coach was both Shamblackler and all that stuff. You know, I don't know. Maybe PJ Fuck doesn't care about being from California. You know what I'm saying? I just that's individualistic. Who I don't you don't know. You know, so, I don't know. But speaking of Harbaugh, did you hear about this, where Brady Quinn came out this morning and said? This morning? No. Apparently, there's an inside source that is saying that, and I've never heard of this in my life, like, maybe with a Nike contract or Adidas contract with a basketball shoe, but I've never heard about this, but they're saying Michigan's, Michigan is in talks with Harbaugh with doing a life contract. What do you mean? Like, contracting him, like, through, like, he could be the coach for the rest of his life and get his substantial, like, X amount of money for the rest of his life until he retires. <laughs> Is that the most unbelievable thing? And Brady Quinn, to the inside source, was like, do you have any more detail about that? Like, you know, all the factors to that? Because that was my first thought. Why would Brady Quinn know? Uh, He knows somebody that's like very, very up top at Michigan. I mean, he's also a college football analyst for Fox. You know what I'm saying? Like, if anybody's going to know. So he has connections. Right. If anybody's going to know, it's going to be somebody like Brady Quinn. And, you know, he was, you know, obviously a great college football player and has some inside. But I don't know. I don't know the logistics behind it, but. They're saying that they're trying to work something out where, I, or I don't know, it could be like if it's a 30-year contract, like is that considered life, like a coaching life? You know what I'm saying? And apparently, according to Brady Quinn, I don't know the source, like I said, but apparently Jim Harbaugh's semi, like kind of about it. So I'm, that, that leads me to my next question is, is that a recruiting scheme where they're just going to say that so that way the recruits feel security and they don't feel like, oh, maybe if they go to, let's just say, hypothetically speaking, they go to Florida State and then Jimbo Fisher takes an NFL job. Or, you know, let's say Gruden goes to Tennessee and they don't feel security because he might go back to the NFL. You know what I'm saying? So if you think Jim Ball, I mean, um, Harbaugh is going to be there for your life, you're like, oh, I'm not worried about that. And that actually does play a big role. You know, me personally going through the recruiting process, like first year at Coastal Carolina, all the coaches got fired. A lot of people transferred out, stuff like that. But, I mean, that happens all around the country. People will have be verbally committed and their coach will get a bigger job or get fired or something and they don't want to go there anymore. I mean, I have to assume that you'd want to know that your coach is going to be there for at least the next few years while you're there. You don't like you don't want them fired like that or to leave. So yeah, I guess it would be play a big role in recruiting. Because I mean, even think about obviously Duke basketball doesn't have a problem with recruiting anyways. But like, I mean, come on, Coach K has turned down the Lakers' job for God's sake. You know he's not going anywhere unless you're scared of retirement. But I think it's a similar. Obviously, I'm not comparing Coach K and Harbaugh, but it's a similar concept of like job security. If you get that. No, I understand. I understand. It's just weird. Isn't that a weird contract, though? I've never heard of it in my life. No. I mean, I, I'm saying... it's Oh, come on. It's kind of weird. No, I'm saying it's weird. I'm saying, I don't know. I've never heard of that either, but... Well... It seems like Harbaugh was kind of obsessed with that place, like you said, so it wouldn't really shock me. I know. That's what I was, re- like, wondering, like, would he really stay there? Because he's like, loves Michigan that much, or is he doing it, like... Because I think there's some sort of, like, LeVar Ball aspect to Jim Harbaugh, in re- and when I say that, like, as in, like... He does, like, all this, like, shit that gets media attention, but does he mean it, or is he actually just outsmarting people? I don't know. I think that, he, That's a tough thing. I think he just does it to get attention because he knows it's good for his program and recruiting. Right. Anyways, one more thing, which is not really a huge, but I just thought this was a fu- funny fun fact, is a guy named Giles Pel- Pellerin uh, just came out. He was a Southern Cal student, and they just found out he had all his ticket stubs. He went to every game since 1926. That's 797 games consecutively. He missed weddings, almost missed his daughter's birth, took planes, trains, automobiles, and hitched rides to go to every Southern Cal game for his life. Isn't that insane? I, I don't know why I even wanted to talk about that, but I just like... Jesus it's, Christ. Is that unbelievable to you? That's ridiculous. I thought I was a hardcore tech fan, and I only went to half the games this this week. No, this, half the home year. games. Half too. the home games. Oh wait, so he went to every game. He went to every game. That's why he took. He hitched rides from people, missed weddings, all this shit. That's insane. Is that unbelievable? I just I want to know where the line is. I, I don't by think himself. No, well, I don't know. He I, had to have gone to some of those games by himself. He had to. He had to have. There's no way every 767 games, especially now he lives in a nursing home. He's 92 and he leaves and goes to the games. That's that's a G move. When you're that old and you're still well, going to Well, they interviewed games. him and said, like, why do you still go at this age? And he's like, what else do I have to do? 
Exactly. What else do I look forward to? I get it when you're old like that, but like that many games and like hitchhiking and all that crazy shit. Fuck that. No, that's insane. It is. College football playoff rankings came out last night. Uh, rankings are number one, Bama, two, Miami, three, Clemson, four, Oklahoma, five, Wisconsin, six, Auburn, seven, Georgia, eight, Notre Dame, nine, the Ohio State, ten, Penn State. Uh, anything that jumps out to you about that? I mean, it's pretty much clear cut third, I thought. Only thing I thought that was weird is that I don't really understand why Miami jumped Clemson this week. After they played a semi-close game with UVA and Clemson won 61-3 against Citadel, what was the difference? Because they're undefeated? They spoke to the guy, the whole cut or whatever, the, the the leader of the committee or whatever, and he said that they have a better body of work. And I'm sitting there thinking, they got challenged by a, I guess, decent UVA team, and I don't even know who Clemson played. Someone terrible. The Citadel. The Citadel. But oh, they okay. won 61-3, but my point is, is was the... the something the changed. Average, That's what you're right, saying. Something, what, something changed. And here's my thought. Something changed between then and now is what they would have us believe. I don't think so. What I did? Think, is what, yeah, I agree with you. What I, the hell did? Nothing did, but here's what it is. I t- we talked about this before. It's a, th- This whole playoff show thing is a fucking scheme to get people to talk about it, and nothing else was going to change this week, so like, hey, we might as well change something up. Right, like last week wasn't very entertaining, but we're going to do this so two idiots on Tailgate Boys talk about this. Exactly, so all like the major sports networks, and they have been talking about it, which has like, oh, so why is Miami above Clemson now? And, and all I, this like, stuff. Even like you said, the guy said, like, I assume you watched the show, I didn't watch the show, so obviously one of the analysts asked them that. Yeah, that was the first thing they asked. Right. Because it was the only thing they could really ask. Right. And that's the first happened. thing I happened. I was like, what, what What? the fuck changed? I don't get it. That guy also said that the difference between the top five teams is like pinpoint thin. Oh, I mean, I, I agree with that. Don't you? Yeah. Dude, I was thinking, I feel almost feel like I could argue that Miami should be number one over Alabama. And I can't believe I'm saying this, but I started looking at it. Who has Alabama really played? They should have they lost. They really haven't played anybody. They should have Mississippi lost at Mississippi State. State. They should have lost at Mississippi State. Okay. Yeah. LSU gave them a decent game. But, like, other than that, like, they, they haven't really played anybody. No. I would be worried if I was a Bama fan playing Auburn this week. I know, and we're going to talk about that later. And this week, I'm a huge Bama fan, and I'm not kidding. I don't think I've ever, and I'm not joking, I don't think I've ever fucking rooted for Alabama. This will be my first time. I'm an Alabama fan virgin. I've never rooted for them, and I have to this weekend, and it sucks. It's like a knife's going through my fucking heart. I know you like Nick Saban, though, so it's probably not that bad for you. <laughs> okay, moving on to the Nissan Heisman watch. I'm not talking about this hardly at all. I bend the knee to you. I bow down. You picked Baker Mayfield from the beginning of the year, and I think you won. Good job. Congratulations. He's your boy. We will move on and talk about him. Actually, no, we're going to go back and talk about him right now. Uh, let me say the rankings, and then I'll let you say what you need to say, and then I'm going to talk about, obviously, what was apparent that's happened the past couple days and last week. That's what I want to talk about, the Kansas game. We are. Baker Mayfield's number one, two, Bryce Love, three, Lamar Jackson. I don't even understand that. And four, Saquon Barkley. I didn't even go to five because I think it was Khalil Tate, and I don't just I just don't care. Uh, you say what you want to say about Baker Mayfield right now. Go ahead. Or, or, if you want to rebuttal to what I said about, yes, congratulations, kiss you in the ass, you won. No, I'm not going to rub it in your face, <laughs> even though I could. You could. Just I just think he's running away with it. And the, mm, I think even if they lose this game, you'd still win it. I do, too. I just think, like, it's just, he's up here, and I'm holding my hand up high, and everybody uh, is way down here. Like, really, like, like, are you kidding me? Like, fucking Bryce Love, they've lost, like, four fucking games, he missed one. Like, Lamar Jackson, he couldn't win a big fucking game if it, his life, if he had a gun to his head. His life depended on it. What I think the bigger deal is, is just looking forward to the playoff. I, I don't see any quarterback giving Alabama trouble except him. Yeah, I mean Miami has no quarterback still. Like, I mean, like, don't get me wrong, he's going. Malik Rozier, eh. Yeah, he's eh. Kelly Bryant, Kelly Bryant eh. eh. <laughs> Wisconsin, Hornibrook. I saw him throw two pick sixes <laughs> in ten minutes to he's, Iowa. He's below eh. <laughs> yeah, he's he's. <laughs> and then you got, I mean, Jacob Fromm's pretty good, but the Georgia style of offense is not going to give them any problems. Auburn, but I don't think two SEC teams are going to get in. <laughs> no, and I think I think if. If, if Alabama wins and plays Georgia, it's going to look very similar to the Auburn game. I think Jalen Hurts is going to just run all over Georgia. Yeah, but I think Auburn matches up way better to Alabama than Georgia does. Because like, of the Way running, better. The and, running Kirby, backs? and Kirby Smart came from fucking Alabama and runs the same shit as them. We should give Kirby Smart a chance. <laughs> okay, so anyways, let's talk about the Baker Mayfield thing like we said we're going to do. So, let's walk through this. Kansas comes out. They don't shake his hand. So then, all, from what we see, they cheap from the, shot it. From the, yeah, from the media standpoint, if you're just watching, all you see is 
They don't shake his hands, and then they immediately show the next clip of Baker Mayfield saying F you, grabbing his balls, grabbing his balls, saying all that stuff, which, don't get me wrong, that was inappropriate and that was immature. And he has a track record. But I will have to go back, and I'm not defending anybody, because I don't like Baker Mayfield, and I'm, I definitely don't want to do that because you're next to me. But they didn't really show any highlights of the fact that they did cheap shot him, which they did. And I didn't know, did you know this, that another coach on Kansas, an assistant coach, was grabbing his balls and screaming at him? Oh, really? There was no video of it, but like a bunch of people came out and said that they, they did it. Yeah, because there's no video I could find. I don't know if there, there might be. Well, there probably isn't because obviously video is going to be on him because he's a star quarterback and everything. And you, you've got who's going to really going to have a camera on some assistant coach on Kansas? Right. So obviously, I didn't. I didn't know that. Does it make it any better? Maybe a little bit, especially in my eyes, but not to the media. So I guess it, it, to me, it makes it a little bit better. It's still inappropriate. I, I don't think I've ever. Obviously, I've never played a sport at that level or anywhere near it. But I, I don't think I'd ever be in a situation where I'd grab my dick. <laughs> yeah, I don't either. I don't. Like not even like playing beer pong in college. Like when, when you're <laughs> unless I was joking around. But, yeah, like I would only do that unless like my friend was doing it. It was like absolutely hilarious. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I just never. That would not be my first thing. Like the finger maybe. Or yeah. Even yeah. him saying "f you." Because he was he was genuinely mad. Oh yeah, he was pissed. <laughs> just like yeah. I don't know. Uh, do you think my next question was going to be? And obviously we both wait, wait, have already covered that. Throwback. Remember when Warren, we talked about it when we were like seven years old, Warren Sapp like sacked some dude and then it was a big deal because he like grabbed his dick and stood over top of him? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyways, I just remember that from 15, <laughs> from 15, no, 18 years ago. That's what you remember from your, one of your childhood memories of sports. It's Warren Sapp grabbing balls and standing over a guy. Good times as a seven year old. Did he grab his balls or did he step on a guy's balls? No, no, no. Remember he, 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 he tackled the guy and then like stood over top of him and like grabbed his nuts like ba- Baker Mayfield did. <laughs> Stop with the nut, the nut grabbing. Maybe the new saying could be grabbing by the nuts <laughs> instead of grabbing by the pussy. He was channel. He was channeling his inner Warren Sapp. Oh my God! Uh, I was gonna say, do you think this has any effect on his Heisman status? I personally don't. Looking from the past, you have Jameis Winston who stole crabs, stood up on the table, said "fuck him" in the pussy, and has something that was ten times worse that I'm not even gonna talk about because that is a whole nother ball field. Crab legs? Did we talk about that? I said that crab legs, fuck him in the pussy, and the rape. Really bad incident. Shooting yeah. shooting BB guns at Ru- oh, I cats. About that. Oh, and, and, and uh, Sip stealing a burger. Yeah, I was about to say, stealing soda. <laughs> oh, God. And and fuck Cam Newton, Cam Newton stealing had, laptops. Well, he did that at Florida and then went to Juco. And then at Auburn, that, he didn't do anything. But he was under investigation for his dad taking that $100,000, too. Did O.J. Simpson... And Johnny Menzel did the uh, autograph thing, too. That's true. Did O.J. Simpson... He just murdered somebody. It's not that big a deal. <laughs> I guess that's different because he didn't murder someone while he was at He wasn't at Southern USC. Cal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he just waited to after. He, he got the Heisman, then he murdered somebody. No worries. Um, okay. Do you think it's going to affect the vote, though? No. Maybe. No. I don't either. Maybe a few votes, but yeah, I don't maybe think. Maybe like, like two like really like like guys with moral values. Fuddy-duddies. Right. Not, cannot... that, not that I don't. I'm just saying I don't think that you can. You can. Oh, Mr. Harrison, I cannot believe uh, his nuts, eh? Mr. Mayfield grabbed his scrotum <laughs> and said explicatives on the sideline during a football game. How dare he? <laughs> Pour me some more Pinot Noir. That's so inappropriate. Some Sauvignon Blanc. <laughs> okay, uh, let's move along to this week. How excited are you? I'm, 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 I'm excited, I'm nervous, because I know these are two huge games for us, but I, I'm mostly more excited, I think. I'm nervous. You should be. I'm excited for all the other games. Obviously. Okay, uh, that's all right. Let's 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 take our bias away. Just simply on the plate of games. Oh, I love. Get it Thanksgiving plate of games. <laughs> good. That's a good one. Thanks. We're gonna get uh, stuffed full of uh, football games. This I'm gonna stop. Anyways. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So I'm excited for all the other games. Obviously. I mean, rivalry week. Ri- fuck. Rival. That's ri- the hardest word in the country to say. Rivalry week. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I'm saying it slow. Everyone knows what I'm talking about. Um, I. For between UVA and, and Tech, what was called Hate Week? Do they use it for other rivalries too? I mean, I'm sure. I mean, really for they, Michigan. For Michigan, they call, like, I'm not supposed to be saying that right now. The team up north. I thought it was the day of. You can't say it. No, you have to. You can't use any the letter M. And they do it all over campus the week before. And it's the dumbest, pettiest thing. But it's kind of funny. No, that's like, cool. They, they shut out the signs. Like if it's McDonald's, they shut out the M. Like the restaurant does. I've seen like like street signs. Right. Someone will put like red tape over the M, like yeah. in street names and stuff. Yeah, yeah. and on building cool. names. That's yeah. pre- that's pretty cool. Yeah, like at this point, like oh no, I'm sorry. The um, 
the city of Columbus came out and said, like, you're not allowed to use the word Michigan or something like that. Like, obviously, it's not an enforceable law, but, like, I think it was the mayor came out last year and said, like, wrote some letter. Some and ordinance. Said, oh, yeah, some that obviously, like they that. wouldn't, like, actually. Never. But for people that don't know, the Michigan, we're talking about the Michigan-Ohio State rivalry, and every year that it's at Columbus, Ohio, they go through the town. And actually, I might do it every year. I have no idea. What? Every year on game day, do they exit out all the M's on yeah. campus? No, it's not on game day. It's a game week. Game week? Oh. And they also play Hang On Sloopy, which you've heard here on this before. Uh, starting at 6 a.m. at every, supposed to be at every restaurant or house or you do, you play it each hour on the hour, which is kind of a funny tradition, too. And they used to have, the night before, whether it was at Columbus or Michigan, uh, the la- the jump in the lake. With it, it did, no, d- didn't matter how cold it was that all the students would go like drunkenly jump in the lake but apparently some kid died like two years ago so like they banned it and like they have security up now because some kid like like was like drunk and like drowned or some crazy shit like that which is just absurd he Man. ruined it he ruined it for everyone <laughs> Yeah, America's such a wussies nowadays come on like it, like it was a, it was a freak thing like so, okay you get in a car accident what are you gonna ban cars absolutely clearly not you know what I'm saying like the, like you can't you can't just ban a tradition that's happened for Decades and decades because somebody got drunk. I don't know the exact details, but like, come on. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> My condolences to his family on a real note. That's actually sad. Yeah, um, that's terrible. It really is. Um, anyway, so uh, this is a fun fact. Eight of the top ten teams in the country are playing away games this weekend. Something people didn't think about. Upset alert, bitches. <laughs> there absolutely going to be a couple upset. I would times. love to see some chaos. Oh, go ahead. As long as it's not Oklahoma. <laughs> or... or Tech or Ohio State. Well, oh, you you might want Michigan because, you know, unlike me, I would like Tech to win this weekend because I'm nice to teams that you're affiliated with, but you love to go fucking nuts. It's just, it's just. It's Michigan just is a storied program. UVA has been soft and terrible forever. Okay, I'm, I'll get into these details later. It's not as big you a guys, loss. You guys have beat UVA the last 13 years. We've beat Michigan the last 12 out of 13 years. So it's similar a little bit. I guess. Out of the four teams, three of them are unranked. Ohio State's ranked. That's it. Dude, the last time UVA beat us, like, I, I didn't even watch college football. It's 2003. <laughs> 2003. We were 10 years old going to see Pirates of the Caribbean on my 10th birthday. <laughs> you remember that? Yeah, that was that, that was not during the UVA Tech game. No, but when we were 10 years old, the last time they won, oh, it was I the guess. same year we went to go see Pirates of the Caribbean in theaters after we went laser tagging. It was a fucking great birthday. <laughs> okay. Uh, I thought we were being progressive, not nostalgic. That was the moral of the show for this week. That was the theme, and you fucked it up. We have to be nostalgic. It's rivalry week. Oh, I said it. Let's go, bitch. (laughs) Congrats on that one. Okay, so uh, four top 25 matchups. That kind of doesn't do it justice, considering some of the other weeks have had, you know, six, seven, but four still pretty good. There's obviously a lot of teams that are in the top that have to play their own rivalry away, so a great weekend. First game of the weekend, while you're stuffing your fat fucking face with mashed mashed potatoes and gravy, Thanksgiving Egg Bowl, Ole Miss versus number 14, Mississippi State, minus 14 and a half. I think they're going to roll on their ass. What do you think? Yeah, I think this game's going to be heated because for people that don't remember or weren't paying attention too well, the guy who outed Hugh Freeze at Ole Miss, that was their old head coach that got caught uh, calling these sex hotlines, it was a it was a Mississippi State uh, like radio host or something is the guy that went through the records and found it out. So I'm sure this is going to be a little bit more heated than it usually is. Which is was. such bullshit because he just butt-dialed prostitutes. What's the big deal? Oh, only nine times he butt-dialed <laughs> he, he butt-dialed prostitutes nine times. I don't understand the big deal. <laughs> it was an accident. Get fired over that shit? Come on. Um, so, anyways, I have nothing else to say about the game. I just think Mississippi State's going to win. And out of all these big rivalries, I care about that the least, probably. That's, but I like it because <clears throat> Thanksgiving, it's another football game that'll be on. It might be entertaining. Who knows? There's some good college basketball games on Thanksgiving. I, I, I know we talk about this all the time. I can't get into it until like January, February. I just can't. No, until when football's gone, or actually, no, I'm sorry. During the bowl games, when they're spread out and they have the first one, like Capital One, No Hassle, or. Go Daddy Bowl or New Era Pinstripe, probably something Tech will be in. I don't care during those. <laughs> well, well, pay attention on Thanksgiving. Ohio State plays Gonzaga, and the next game they, what, they play them at like midnight. They play the winner of Florida and Texas, and then the winner of that game could play Duke. They're in the same turn, eighteen bracket. It's a so. college football show. We're talking about college football, so maybe you should pay attention because it's Ohio State basketball, who sucks ass. Anyways, Friday night, uh, UVA. Wait a second. I'm sorry. Miami Pitt. Miami Pitt is Friday night. 
also. I, I think Pitt's 4-7, and seven, but they're only a 13-and-a-half-point underdog. And I actually think this. I think that's going to be gloomy weather. It's up in Pittsburgh. It's not hot and cool and fun like Miami. They're playing it's in not, the Steelers it's, it's, Stadium. It's literally not Miami South Beach. Right, right. <laughs> it might be the polar opposite. If it could pick a polar opposite, would be Pitt on Pittsburgh. Ugh, no Heinz, attractive women. Heinz cold. Field. Cold. It's awful. Um, could they drool them to sleep a little bit? I hope not. Well, Pitt gave Tech a hell of a game. I don't I want to talk about it. Okay. I almost had a heart attack watching that oh, game. He did, and I was with him. He, I thought his heart was literally going to fall out of his chest. <laughs> and then when they won, oh, my God, you would have thought his newborn son was born. I think I think the U is going to roll them. Yeah, I don't know. It just seems like a little bit of a trap game, and that would throw everything for a fucking loop if something sh- shitty like that happened to them. Their trap game was last week, but. Yeah. No, I, I, I agree with that. Anyways, okay, Tech UVA. I'll say a couple things, and then I want you to take this one over. Obviously, it's close to home. Uh, ESPN Football Power Index. This is a good one for you, buddy. They have Tech winning 83.2%. I don't know if that means shit. Obviously, Tech has won 13 in a row. And what do you have to say about it? I, th- I think I think there's a, there's a good chance we're going to lose. And here's why. UVA is actually playing pretty decent this year. Tech is currently... We've lost two of the last three games. Probably should have lost last week against Pittsburgh. Um, and, and I'm just a huge believer in streaks coming to an end just because mathematically we can't go on beating them forever and ever and ever. And I just feel like it's the perfect storm for them to cut, sneak up on us and get us this year at home at UVA. Well, you know, we're kind of like wobbly, but, but who knows the last time we played them and it meant something and it doesn't this, this, this year, but the last time we played them, it means more this year than it does most other, the past few years. My freshman year, I think it was 2011, yeah, 2011, Tech came in, was playing at UVA, the winner was going to go to the ACC championship game that year, and Tech beat them at UVA 35 to nothing, and that was the last time the game was kind of relevant. So, this yeah. this is the best record that both teams have had playing each other since that game, so, big deal, I'm kind of worried, uh, I, I think, I think, I'd be worried about taking the Tech. Virginia Tech Hokies minus seven in that game. I think it's going to be close. Okay. Hokies yeah. winning field goal 24-21. I wish you the best. I wish you the best of luck for that. We will probably have some tailgate boys represented at the game. Me and Nick were thinking about going to the game, but we got family in town, stuff like that, taking care of Thanksgiving traditions, which we'll talk about later on the show, so we won't be there. Uh, moving on to Saturday, the big games, uh, the relevant games. <clears throat> Starting off at noon, and I don't understand this. I, I know it's a tradition. Why did this game have to be at noon? I wanted this to be an 8 o'clock primetime game. But <clears throat> number nine, the Ohio State, plays Michigan at in Ann Arbor at the Big House. Ohio State's favorite by 12. It's the game. Is this the best rivalry in sports? I know you probably think it's Duke UNC basketball, but I'm just asking. I, I'll take your opinion. I know you're biased, but what do you think? I think there's like four you could argue. Watch. Yankees, Red Sox, and baseball. I just Cowboys, think that's kind of dying. Cowboys, Redskins, and football. Ohio State and Michigan in college football, and Duke and UNC in college basketball. I think any of those you could argue validly. You're saying that New York and Red Sox that's kind of dying. I think it's just because baseball's dying. Um, yeah, I know well, that's why I was saying it. Honestly, there's been such dominance in Ohio State, Michigan. Though I could argue that that hasn't really been that much of a rivalry either. Uh, but I do think I do think it's up there. Um, the one thing I like about Duke UNC basketball is I do feel like truly basketball is obviously you see this in March Madness is the sport where like literally if Duke's number one and Carolina's not even ranked they have a shot. Yeah. Like if Ohio State's number one and Michigan's not ranked, I mean I know a couple years ago Ohio State was two, Michigan was unranked, and it came down to a lot. Uh, the last play. Brady Hope went for two, right? Right. But that doesn't happen most of the time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That like, like, usually football, it's pretty true to who's better. Like, there's games and there's turnovers and stuff like that. But basketball, like, you can have big upsets, as we see, that's very relevant in March Madness. And one of the things that makes March Madness great or not great, depending on how you look at it. Yeah. No, you're right. I think that the rivalry definitely plays into it in college football, not at the same level as it does in college basketball. But, yeah, I do think it's, it's the greatest rivalry, at least in college. Football, maybe... In sports, it, maybe in, fo- in football general, I definitely think it's better than Cowboys Redskins, personally. Yeah, personally, because because honestly, really, like except for like this year and last year and like a couple years, literally the past like fifteen years, the Cowboys and Redskins like have barely made the playoffs combined, only like two or three times. Yeah, they've kind of fallen off. But just in general, I'm you know saying the past like 30, 40 years. Can you think of any other rivalry besides those four that I named? No, absolutely not. You hit the nail on the head. 
right. So good for you. I'm really proud of you for that one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, anyways, I think that I think Michigan is just they have a down year. They lost like nine starters last year. I think Ohio State's on absolute roll. It's honestly still a shame that they lost to Iowa so bad. But you know, Iowa came out to play and they beat the shit out of them. I called it after that game. I think Ohio State's going to win out. I think they're absolutely going to beat Michigan. I think it's I think it's going to be about true to that. I think they're going about about two touchdowns because Harbaugh has lost to them. Um, <clears throat> Every year he's been there, they, and they've lost to them 12 out of 13, like I said, but it's been the last five also. So I think, do you think there, honestly, there's a lot of importance to this game, a lot of traditions to this game, no doubt about it, but do you think there's any inner hostility still from the call that J, against JT Barrett for the first down last year? Because a lot of Michigan fans were so pissed off and said he didn't get the first down, even though science, uh, sports science went back and looked at it from a scientific standpoint and said he got it. But, like, a lot of Michigan fans and bloggers were so pissed off about that, saying it was cheated. I wasn't pissed off. I never saw the sports science that said that he got a cross. And I, but, honestly, I had forgotten about it until you just mentioned it. But, I, like you said, I do guarantee there's, there's going to be Michigan fans that bitch about that for the rest of their lives. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if that specifically is going to be brought up. I'm sure it will in the broadcast and people will, will remember. But, I, like you said, they've lost a lot of starters. They're kind of in a down year. They're coming off a loss to Wisconsin, who I think Ohio State is way better than. And they have got they got no quarterback play. So I think it's it, I I hope it's going to be a competitive game just because I want to see a competitive game. But I think more than likely the score is going to be something like 31-10 Buckeyes. That's what I think. I was going to say I think it's going to be like 28-13, something like that. Anyways, uh, moving right along now that we got that out of the way, uh, I thought we should bring this up. Seven Georgia at Georgia Tech. Georgia is favored minus 11. Another game that could be very big in the college football playoff picture, obviously, with Georgia being seven and getting a chance to play in the SEC title game no matter what now since they clinched that. Funny fun fact, Georgia Tech has uh, won. um, They won last year in Athens, and then the last two times that they played uh, in Atlanta at Georgia Tech, they beat them too. So they've won like three of the last four. Is this game at Georgia Tech? It's at Georgia Tech. Ooh, upset alert, big time. I mean, I, I obviously I've seen Georgia Tech play a few times because they're in the ACC and they beat Tech the other week. But I, I saw a stat during that game. I think they have five losses. They have five losses. Does that sound right? That sounds about right. Whatever it is, uh, they had the lead in all of those games in the fourth quarter at some point. So they just oh, wow. choked away the lead. So, and if you remember that the one game that you do remember is the Tennessee game. Remember the beginning of the season right, they yeah, lost that yeah. in double overtime or whatever? Yeah. yeah. They had the lead in that and game. And they went for two to try to win. And they were yeah, and they were and they they led Virginia Tech and came back and then Virginia they scored again and beat Virginia Tech, but I so I know two specific games that I watched where they should there was a good chance they should have won and they did win. Uh that that team could easily be ranked. So they should watch out. Georgia Tech is tough to play in Atlanta. Yeah, I think so too. I think that Georgia will win, but I think they're going to win by like anywhere from three to seven. I think that Georgia uh, Tech plus eleven will be a good play. That's us. Oh, I was going to say what the spread is. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that'd be something interesting to look at. Yeah, moving on to the Iron Bowl, the game of the weekend. Not our games of the weekend, but the game of the weekend where I have to be a huge Bama fan, and I'm going to explain that real quick because if Auburn, who has two losses, beats Bama, that means Bama sitting with only one loss. And they might still put them in with one loss due to, obviously, the past, their history, uh, you know, Nick Saban, the great defense, you know what I'm saying? I don't know if they would, but if Auburn wins and then somehow loses to Georgia, then they might put Georgia and Bama into the college football playoff. Or they might put, but I don't know if you could bump Oklahoma. I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I, think, I, I think Ohio State's safest bet would be for Bama to win. I do too, but I think I, I don't think you really have to worry about that. I think that game's an elimination game, and then the, the SEC championship game's an elimination game. I just don't see politically and money wise them putting two teams in from the same conference unless it's like super super obvious, like like utter chaos happens and everywhere else, and they have to. So do they put in? Okay, so let's say Bama loses and they sit at what eleven and one because they don't play the SEC championship. Yeah. So they sit at eleven and one, and then Ohio State wins out. And you're looking at them at ten and two as a conference champion. Do you put Ohio State in, or do you put Alabama, if there's availability? They'd be eleven and two. Okay, eleven and two. I just can't see how you could argue. It depends. It depends. Like I said, there. If there's not another team, then I would say Ohio State would go in. But if it's like the if it's if it's those two, like Alabama, Ohio State, and then another team, I could see Alabama getting in that way. Just because. But does conference championship play into effect? But it didn't last. Didn't year. Didn't last because, year. But but. Penn State also had two losses. Well, Ohio State would too. 
Who knows? I think we should wait a couple weeks to start this this debate because there's just so many things that could happen. Well, there's only two. There's only this weekend and next weekend. Yeah, but I think there's legitimately like six or seven teams that still have a chance, depending on how these games fall. I do too. I do too. Uh, anyways, but at, talking about the game, actually, uh, Bama's favored minus four and a half. It's in Auburn. Uh, um, whoever wins goes to SEC cha- SEC West. Ch- excuse me. Goes as the. SEC West champ to play against Georgia in the SEC title game. Uh, this is kind of a funny fun fun fact too. The winner has played in the national title game of this game last seven or eight years. Whoever's won the Iron Bowl has played in the national championship game last seven or eight years. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, that's pretty insane. I mean, that, talk about a rivalry. That that's a huge rivalry too. I mean, like relevance wise, that's been bigger than Ohio State Michigan as of ten years. That's true. Especially, yeah, absolutely. So, um, it's kind of similar to the game in 2013, the kick six, the famous game, because it's the last time since the winner of that game determines who goes to the SEC West Championship. Man, I hope the game's like that game was in 2013. But you know how that ended. That was fucking insane. So, I don't know. I think, I have a feeling Auburn's going to win. What do you think? I do, too. I, I do, too, and I feel bad for my boy Nick Saban, but... They're definitely an upset alert. What's the spread on that game? Four and a half, Bama. I think that I, I would take that if I, I don't. I don't want. I would never play a game that that's of that magnitude because you just don't know. I wouldn't either. Yeah, that's a that's a game I would stay away from, folks. Do not put your money on that because it literally. I could see. I could literally see Bama just going out there and winning by seventeen, like just randomly. We got to make a prediction though. I'm going. Yeah. I, I'm going. I'm going Alabama twenty-eight twenty-seven in a close one. So you think Alabama then? I think Alabama by a point. Okay. I, I would say Alabama 24-21. So, okay. I, I don't think this game's super relevant, but I guess we'll talk about it just really briefly. West Virginia is at Oklahoma, but, I mean, the fucking spread is 22. I mean, Baker Mayfield's not playing, obviously. I don't think he's going to sit out much than one or two series. Is this his senior day, too? Yeah, senior day. I cannot believe that. That's why he was p- crying at his press conference. I can't believe they're benching him over – it's so stupid. I hope I he said he didn't care about the benching, and I wouldn't care about the benching either because he'll probably be out one or two, one or two series. He said he was really upset about the captain being denounced captain. I would be more upset about the start. I, I don't know. I, would you really? It's like one or two series. What's the difference? Everyone knows you're basically the captain. What would that really matter? Well, yeah. Well, yeah. I think there's really no difference in either of them. I don't know why he was really because he wanted that fucking C on the side of his uh, jersey uh, that he's had all year. That all the pictures of him winning the Heisman and showing highlights, he'll have it on every fucking other game. I didn't see I didn't see it, but you texted me at, at some point this week that Lincoln Riley was crying about him too. Yeah, he was crying, like getting all choked up and saying he's like a great kid and they've been through so much together. And then Baker Mayfield got on there and crying and all that shit. I'm like, I, I almost wish Baker Mayfield would just play up the villain card. Like he does all this fucked up shit, gets arrested. The sorries? Up. Oh my god! If, if, if he was he's a pussy. If, for if, that. if he wasn't saying sorry, uh, oh my god, it'd be awesome. I think it might hurt him in the Heisman a lot more, but I would love him a lot better. Yeah, like, I almost would actually start liking him if you just, like, just took it. and was like, nope, this is who I am. This is what I do. I'm a 22-year-old kid, and I'll still beat your ass in football. Sorry. <laughs> it's kind of like, I like, I kind of like Johnny Manziel kind of had that a little bit more than him. But, I mean, obviously that didn't work out, so maybe the sorries will be a thing for Baker. I don't know. Hey, I think he'll absolutely do nothing in the NFL, so. Who, who do you, yeah, he's too short. Who do you think, uh, who do you think's better, Johnny Manziel or? In college? Baker Mayfield. Yeah. Oh, I think you got to go with Johnny Manziel. Because he was even shorter and smaller, and he fucking beat Alabama and changed the whole Texas A&M like culture, and basically got them that big stadium. Like they literally call it the house that Johnny built, and like all this stuff. And they put he put them on the map for like years after. And even what CJ said, like Johnny Manziel was the greatest and the worst thing to happen to Texas A&M because after he left, the expectations were so high and unrealistic. And he brought in a lot of they had a lot of huge recruiting classes, like when he was there and like. People wanted to play with him, and then they, everyone he brainwashed everyone to think Kevin Sumlin was a great coach when really Johnny Manziel was just that good in college. Yes, that's true. Oklahoma's been a powerhouse for a yeah, long time. and they had Bob Stoops, who was an unbelievable coach. You he, know, like I just you uh, think he's know. regretting stepping down, seeing how good the team is this year. I don't know. I, I still believe there's some inner thing behind that. There's there's some legitimate reason or some there's something behind that. I mean, obviously nothing like NCAA has came out, but he, maybe he has some like family issues or like has, like, kids or grandkids or something he's, like, nostalgic about not seeing. or like some, There's something inner behind that. Well, we've talked about it before. He said he didn't want to die on the sideline like his dad did, but... Yeah, but I think I think there's more to that than that. But it might be. That might be it. Maybe he just woke up one morning and was like, fuck it, I don't want to do this for the rest of my life. I want to have another 
part of my life. People get like that. I don't know. I don't know. But I, I, I would say probably no. I'd say probably he doesn't regret it. It's, it's too weird. I, why not wait one more year? You know you're going to have Baker Mayfield in a great offense again. I just don't. Maybe to, in his eyes, like, maybe it was too stressful for him because, they, I mean, they have been in the top for the past couple of years and lose, like, heartbreaking games or get beat the fuck out of the playoff, like, shit like that. Maybe he just got stressed and maybe. was like, I don't want to do that again. Fuck that. Because they, they very easily, hypothetically speaking, could go again to the college football playoff before, play Alabama at one, and, like, what if Alabama beats him by two touchdowns? Get shellacked. Or, yeah, three touchdowns. That, it's not like that's impossible. That's you know? true. So, anyways, I think Oklahoma will destroy them. I don't even think we should need to make a prediction. The last really important game of the night is at 7.30. It's number three, Clemson versus South Carolina. Clemson is a 14-point favorite. Fun fact about this one is if Dabo wins this, it makes him only the fourth head coach ever to get 100 wins in the first 10 years, which is pretty fucking impressive. And his company was Bob Stu, speak of the devil, Urban Meyer, and Chris Peterson, who you claim nobody knows, but he obviously did a pretty good job at Boise State in Washington. Wait, say that again? Okay, if he wins against South Carolina, he's only the fourth head coach being a head coach in the first 10 years to get 100 wins. wins. So it's averaging like 10 wins a game, 10 wins a year. I like Chris Peterson. I just think he's vanilla. No, on, on one of the shows, you're like, I don't know who that is. And then you're like, no, 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 no. I didn't say no one knows who that is. No, I didn't say I didn't know who it was. I said no one knows who that is. You were talking about him like he was this big household name. Oh, no, no. This is what you said. You said you didn't know he was a coach at Boise State before. That's what you said. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. So, both right a little bit. You're comparing Chris Peterson to Urban Meyer and Nick Saban? I'm not. I'm saying that, that he's in their company because that's the only four. Dabo, if he wins, Bob Stoops, Urban, and Chris Peterson. Oh, Nick, Nick Saban's not even on there. Dude, remember when at Alabama, he went like 3-9 and nine one year and all that shit? I don't. If they lost to Louisiana Monroe! I think they went like 7-6 and six that year or something. Okay, that's not averaging 10 wins, though. And I, I literally think they went 3-9. and nine. I'm not kidding. Okay. Anyways, but no, that wasn't, that was just a fact. That's a fucking fact. Okay, okay, fucker. But this is what's weird. This is a cool fact. Dabo's only four and five versus South Carolina's first nine years. Four and five. Who is? Dabo is only four and five Uh, against South Carolina. They've been kind of bad the past few years. Right, and this is like one of the good years. I'd be interested to see like when the last time South Carolina was even ranked in the top 25. I know when I was getting recruited by them in high school in like 2010, they upset Alabama and they were ranked. But after that, after Steven Garcia got like blacked out drunk and threw up everywhere at the (laughs) banquet and got kicked off the team, and Steve Spurrier basically was like just a walking retired person, and they sucked the last like four or five years. Anyways. is, Is South Carolina ranked? 24th. They just got ranked 24th. Oh, okay. But in the CFP. Yeah. Uh, the other games, the, I guess the um, the nightcaps are at 8 o'clock. I don't really want to even talk about them that much because I, I think they don't have any relevance to the college football playoff. Is Notre Dame, is that Stanford? Notre Dame is minus 2.5. I think Notre Dame's pretty much out of it. Yeah, and I, th- I would be I would be more inclined to pick Stanford in that game, honestly. Uh, I would too. Bryce Love, I think Notre Dame is shocked a little, shot a little bit from that Miami game still two weeks ago. At home, Notre Dame has nothing to play for. If Stanford wins that game and Washington loses their game, that they get to play in the Pac-12 championship. They got way more to play for. Oh, didn't know that. And that's the other game I was going to talk about is number 13, Washington State, at number 17, Washington. I don't want to even talk about that game. All I want to talk about is how hilarious is Mike Leach. He's the geekiest. If you if he's the funniest. If you have never seen uh, his one um, like tirade in the locker room when he's go, when he was back at Texas Tech and he's talking about like fuck me, fuck you, fuck everybody, the mighty Red Raiders. <laughs> Just go look that up on YouTube. We're the, like we're the mighty Red Raiders. <laughs> what did you say? He goes fuck you, fuck me, me fuck, and fuck, fuck everybody, everybody else. else. <laughs> that's, that's one of the best lines I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> And then, like, every interview is just hilarious. Like, they just, some reporter said he was getting married in nine days, and he's like, what do you think about marriage or something? What, what's, what's your advice? And, and and go watch it on YouTube, because it's fucking hilarious. We'll retweet it. He goes, yeah, we'll retweet it. He just goes on a tangent about, like, exactly what's going to happen and how your wife is going to play a catch-22 on you, and you're not going to want to be a part of, like, any of the decision-making, because you know it's important to her and not to you. And just go listen to it. It's, it's fun. We'll go listen. We'll retweet it after the show. Um, He's awesome. Oh, what about besides? Chris, what about Chris, the mighty Chris Peterson, <laughs> trick play extraordinaire, magician Chris Peterson? <laughs> okay, moving on to the gambling picks. This is what we know you love, love what you know we, that you want. I'm gonna only do two picks this week. Nixon will do two picks this week. My first one is I. This is fucking mind blowing to me. Something is up, and I'm sure that we'll 100% lose this one because this is just too good to be true. I've played against East Carolina ever since they lost. To JMU all year, and I think I'm like five and one playing against them. 
They're so fucking awful. They're terrible. They're playing at Memphis, who's ranked 20th in the college football playoff rankings, and it's minus 28. Okay, I get that. Maybe there's some weather issue or something, because they should be like minus 40, because they've been getting destroyed by everybody. Four touchdowns is a lot, though. I, Memphis is a high-powered offense versus the East Carolina, who gives up like 60 a game. I'm not kidding. And this is what th- throws me off. The over-under is 79. So, obviously, there's nothing wrong with the weather, or nobody's hurt or anything, because the, the numbers are going to be put up. So, minus 28 Memphis. All right. My first pick is going to be LSU minus 10 uh, at home versus Texas A&M. Um, I think that uh, Kevin Sumlin's already got one foot out of the door. Yeah, he's gone. And LSU's kind of been playing pretty well these past few weeks. They covered for me two weeks ago. And uh, go Tigers. I agree. My other pick is FAU is at Charlotte. FAU's a minus 21 and a half. Um favorite. Charlotte is a terrible program. We played against them down at JMU. Beat the shit out of them. They have no facilities. There's no way they get any recruits. They're terrible. Lane Kiffin has been running train just like he does with probably all the women down in Florida. Boca Raton, baby. He's been running train on the teams all in the conference. So I think he's going to run train on Charlotte again. And on all the wives. (laughs) Both. Just keeping it going. FAU minus 21 and a half. Good pick. I like that pick. Uh, my second pick and final pick is going to be... Hold on, let me find it real quick. Oh, Washington plus 11. Excuse me, Washington State plus plus 11 against Washington. And Rex was getting on me. I wanted to say money line, Washington State money line. Every time he puts says money line on the show, he loses. It's a 100% lock. Okay, so... But they do they do usually cover. They do usually cover. They so do. this That's week true. They do. So this week I'm gonna go Washington State with Mike Leach. Fuck you, fuck me, fuck everybody else. Plus eleven, but I'm saying it here on the show. Rex can confirm I'm betting money line on that game. So if you if you're feeling lucky, if you want to grab yourself by the balls like Baker Mayfield did, <laughs> put money on the money line on Washington State, baby. And then he can say that all he wants, but I'm saying I know the past history and the statistics behind this. He loses every money line, and they cover every time, though. It's like almost 100%. So I would double down on that. You take them money line, and you take them plus 11. That's what I would do. That's not bad, right? <laughs> or just double the bet on the spread. On the, uh, the money line. On the spread. <laughs> say fuck it. Double the money on, double the, money oh, on yeah. the spread. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Go the Rex way. Okay, anyways... Thanksgiving is this Thursday. Just want to wrap the show up talking about that a little bit. Uh, what are you doing for Thanksgiving? What are you doing on, on Thursday? What are you doing on physical Thanksgiving? Hanging out with family, watching college basketball, NFL football, and getting really drunk. You guys have any traditions you do or just pretty much just gather around and just hang out and drink? That's basically I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know how many traditions there really are in Thanksgiving. Like, I used to, as a kid, we used to play backyard football. I feel like that's that's one of, like, the only Thanksgiving traditions. I used to play it in the back of my grandma's uh, yard, and she used to come out and get pissed off because we would, like, fuck up the flowers and, like, dive in it and make... I remember one time I made this diving catch when I was, like, nine, and I fell right into a rose bush. Like, the catch felt so good, but I fell right into a rose bush and fucked my jeans up, and my dad got pissed at me. <laughs> Well, I guess the closest thing we have to a tradition is my mom, my grandmother, and my aunt get in the kitchen, and while they're cooking the food... They do 800 shots. <laughs> no. They get extremely angry at each other and start yelling. Uh, yeah. That's, <laughs> that is a tradition. And I'm usually half buzzed, and I'll go in there and just watch the show, because it's oh, pretty... you don't mediate? You it's, just watch? Oh, hell no. I just I just, I just observe. It's you hilarious. You enjoy the, the Jerry Springer show, basically? They get mad at each other for moving stuff without telling the other person, and my mom's always like, Grandma, you're going to burn the house down! And it's all this stuff. It's... <laughs> It's, it's awesome. I pretty much go to my grandma's around one or two. I don't play football anymore. I feel like we've all, like, we've graduated from playing football to... You've retired. To, yeah. I've retired from backyard football to now we just drink and watch NFL players beat each other up instead of me beating up my jeans. Um, and then In the flower on, bed. Right, in the flower bed. And then later on, we go to uh, my aunt's house and for dessert and like a late, maybe second plate if you want it, and watch the NFL nightcap, which is fantastic. And it's one of my favorite holidays of the year. Okay, your plate. You make your plate. What do you put on it? I got to know this but before we wrap everything up. Well, usually turkey, I, I usually... Dark I tr- meat, white meat guy. Huge decision. Usually I... Tr- First of all, dark meat. Second of all, I agree. I, agree. I usually try to avoid the turkey because it's it's usually dry. I'm not a big fan of it for for Thanksgiving. I always usually go for the ham first. Oh, okay. Mac and cheese, mashed potatoes, and stuffing, and green beans is usually my go-to. But last year, my mom fried a turkey, Ooh. and it was fucking incredible. Makes it juicy then. It's 
and it's fried. The the the, the skin, a little crust. Like, oh, like the crunch. Oh, I, it's super dangerous, people. And like five hundred houses are gonna burn down tomorrow, statistically, from someone setting setting their house on fire by doing this. But if you get a chance, fry the turkey. It's also super dangerous for your arteries because it's probably five hundred calories a bite. It is so. But it's worth. It. it is so much better tasting. Fried turkey is a go. But what my favorite favorite dish is, uh, the stuffing. I love stuffing. Really? I've always found stuffing a weird texture. Now, like I get it. But, like, the way that my grandma makes the natural stuffing where she, like, pulls shit out of the turkey and stuff, eh, I don't know about that. Wait, what? Yeah, she, like, pulls, like, shit out of the turkey and, like, somehow, like, integrates it in, like, the breaded stuffing. I don't know. I'll have to what? ask her tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. She's German. She did some fucked up shit over there. What? Yeah. Yes, they did. <laughs> uh, what's this? What is stuffing? It's just bread, right? I, 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 think, I think it's, like, bread with, like... I think, like, chopped up, like, vegetables, like, mixed in it and, like, baked. But I think my grandma, like, integrates some sort of turkey shit into it. It might it might simply be, like, just, like, the inner, like, like gravy. Because she, she uses something in the turkey to make the gravy, too. Maybe that's why the shit's for four four weeks after I Thanksgiving there. But my plate is, I, I got to ask you this, too. I, I get always turkey. I get stuffing. I get green beans. I get mashed potatoes. I get corn. I put gravy all over it. But what I do, and I don't know, I think most people do this. I just mix everything together. So it's just a pile of goodness. Are you, actually, I know how you eat where you, this fucking weirdo eats like fries first, the whole fries, then eats like a sandwich. Fucking weirdo. So I know you don't fucking do that. Uh, I don't mind the stuff touching, but I definitely don't mix it. <laughs> I definitely don't mix it up. And I did used to be really bad to where I would eat like one thing at a time. I still do that with my Chick-fil-A every time I eat, so the, weird. I eat the fries and then the sandwich. But for everything else, um, now I kind of mix it up. So, oh, yeah. I'm glad you've evolved <laughs> to be semi-normal with your eating. Instead of eating every fucking individual thing. Why would you do that? you got to get, like, a bite of your sandwich and then a bite of the fry. and dip, Like, you mix it up. You don't want to just eat eating one thing. Dude, I just remembered I do have a tradition for Thanksgiving. What? After, after, we, do, uh, after we do dinner... We, we were playing apples to apples a few years ago, but my mom got a hold of Cards Against Humanity. Oh, and only your family would pay that. Because, like, <laughs> like, of course, there's, like, no kids around shit, and you guys are cussing and drinking. Like, in my family, there's no way we would play that with kids around. Yeah, yeah. I don't have as many cousins as you do, and uh, now that we're of age, that's all we play. My grandma loves Cards Against Humanity. Yeah. She loves it. Yeah. Oh, okay, and dessert. What do you like for dessert? I'm not a big dessert guy. You know that. My Aunt Michelle... I would rather go back to uh, get another... Helping really, I think I would too. But my Aunt Michelle makes the. I know you're a listener. I'm not just saying this because you're a listener. Makes the absolute best desserts always. I. It's always usually different. Makes absolutely the best. My physical favorite dessert is. I love pumpkin pie with whipped cream or ice cream on it because I don't like. When are you ever gonna have pumpkin pie except for Thanksgiving? Never. You like pie. No, I don't like pie, but I, I like pumpkin pie, and I kind of like apple pie, like with ice cream. I only eat pie once a year. I would never go out and like go to a bakery and buy a pie. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's true. You don't like any dessert, not one. I crave ice cream every once in a while, but yeah, yeah I don't feel like ice cream should be like a Thanksgiving thing. Yeah, but I don't eat. Oh, you're saying about Thanksgiving? Yeah. I mean, usually my mom makes brownies or cookies or something. Like all, yeah. all, everyone else in my family is obsessed with it. I'm sure it's good. I just, I'm just not a big. Yeah, I'm not a big sweets guy either. I just feel obligated to eat one piece of pie. I'm like, not even big. I'd rather go eat the skin off the chicken when I'm pretty drunk and just walk back <laughs> out. Not a big, not a big dessert guy. <laughs> I gotcha. And the NFL games we'll talk about real quick because that is. I know you're not a huge NFL guy, but that's a huge part of Thanksgiving for most people in this country. Uh, the Vikings are minus three at Detroit. That's the early game. What do you think about that? Uh, go Vikings. My family has a tangential connection to Minnesota because they lived up there. Go Vikings. <laughs> okay. Um, I also think the Vikings, they are playing with Case Keenum, who's horrible and still beating everybody. And if you can play in the NFL with a terrible quarterback and still beat other teams, it's pretty impressive. Pretty good. Rams minus two and a half at Dallas. This couldn't be a more obvious pick for me. My grandpa played for the LA Rams, and I hate the Dallas Cowboys. I say Rams minus f- 14. Yeah, I have no affinity for the Cowboys. So, in your in your grandfather's honor, may he rest in peace. Go Rams. Yep, absolutely. Um, and, and I also just like the Rams in general. Sean McVay's done a great job coaching, and Dallas doesn't have Zeke. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Lesson to be learned: Don't punch your Ooh. girlfriend in the face. Minus two and a half. I might take that tomorrow. Yeah, really, right? I thought that was low. They just got destroyed at home by the Eagles. Destroyed, thirty-seven to nine. Destroyed, and the Rams are good. I never bet on NFL, but I'll probably do that bet. Well, make it, I guess I'll make it entertaining, right? Giants at the Washington Redskins minus seven and a half. I don't even know. I know the Giants are two and eight. I don't even fucking know how the Redskins are minus seven and a half because they are more depleted than like a military army. Who, I mean, what's the spread? Minus seven and a half, Washington. Uh, and it's at it's at 
DC. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. That's a it's a heavy spread for NFL. That's a terrible game. Like dude. the highest in NFL you ever go is like ten points in the lowest. Obviously, a pick them or one. But like for NFL, seven and a half is a heavy spread. Like you're a lot better than other team. And I think the Redskins are a lot better than Giants. But like the Redskins are so injured. Four of the fucking five offensive linemen are probably not going to play. And like I think it's six out of the the starting at the beginning of the year defenders aren't going to play. Is that the night game? Yeah, eight thirty. Oh, good. I'll be drunk by ten. I was going to say you'll be fucking sleeping by then. I won't be. I'll be <laughs> staying up and awake. Anyways, I hope everyone does enjoy Thanksgiving. We are thankful for you as listeners. Everyone keeps coming in every week, every single show. The ratings get higher and higher, and we truly are thankful for you. Because if you didn't fucking listen, there wouldn't be a show. We thank you so much, Nick. As always, thank you for coming. And I'm thankful for you that you always come on the show consistency and do a great job. And everyone does love you, too. I that try. That was a soft moment. I try. That was a soft, sweet moment. You'll I, never hear it again. I know. That was the nicest thing you'll ever hear him say on the show. <laughs> yeah. To me. Exactly. So anyways, once again, we are thankful for all of you guys, and thank you for listening to Tailgate Talk.